Time to saddle up, partners, and hit the trail onto the twisted road of fake history. Over the rolling plains, through sagebrush and cactus, and straight into the wild and problematic tales of the Old West. There it is, just over the ridge. You're headed straight into another episode of Hoofbeats in My Heart for a third time. There ain't no ifs, ands, or buts with the hoofprints on my guts from all them hoofbeats in my heart for a third time. Episode 7, a truly explosive show. The Colonel and the Doctor aim to boost their revenue by claiming the bounty money for Ruby Buckaroo. As she spots the marshal surrounded by three women, she gets real sore. That's when the Colonel raises his pistol to stop Ruby forevermore. Well, I'll be a cactus needle on a saddle. What are them three women folk attending to in the middle of the street? Oh, I'd be a-recognizing them federal law-type boots any place. Marshal Shiloh Brown laid out horizontal-like with them three gals on the top of them. But it ain't gonna be for long, no sir. Giddy up, whippoorwill. Good, she's breaking into a gallop right in this direction. Ready? Aim. I can't miss. It's an earthquake! Run! Hurry! Look! The marshal dropped the little red flower! Grab it and run, Doc! Earthquake! Out of the way! Come on, Colonel, move! We gotta move! Well, hold up, girl. Well, I'll be sassified. The whole dang town done cut and run. Tain't nobody here. Hold still with the wheel. Hmm. Nobody here. Septon Marshal Brown all a line in the street. What dang fool was a yelling about earthquakes? Where'd everybody scatter off to? Tain't no earthquake. I was just a-tinkering with my advanced stage lighting system, dang it. The dynamite ain't adjusted proper yet. This whole town is again progress by snookers. Y'all right, Marshal Brown? Wake up! Uh, what? Let me fetch you up to sit in Marshal. I feel like I got kicked in the jaw. Miss... Miss Buckaroo? I'll lay my cards on the table, Marshal. I was plenty angry with you, but... I seen y'all in a heap in the dirt. Made me a feeling a mite more sociable about you now. What... What are you doing back here? I come back to Pencil Point to settle accounts with you. 
to ask you face-to-face like, why in the jumping jahooties you up and tied me to my horse when I was all collie-wobbled and sent me churning the dirt out of town? Tied you to your... I? Tied you? To your horse? Do I appear suicidal, Miss Buckaroo? My last glimpse was of you passing out due to the extremely potent hoofbeats in your heart emanating from my being. Hmm. Then what happened? Why, the good Dr. Blister and noble Colonel Bucket offered to care for you. I'll be... Hmm. Don't know why, but I'm believing what you're selling, Marshal. And I'm a-smelling a couple of skunks in the hen house. I'm a-hiding behind these dang hens, Colonel. Is that there earthquake still a-rumbling out there? It was just that crazy professor and his dynamite again. And here's your pistol back. If it wasn't for that counterfeit earthquake, I would have plugged Ruby Buckaroo and we'd be claiming a reward money. Don't worry none, Colonel. I'm a whole heap and a holler ahead of you on that account. Am I sensing one of your ideas, Doc? You're right as rain. Looky here. In my vest pocket, I got me back the little red flower that done gone and fell off in Marshall Brown's shirt front. That means Ruby Buckaroo ain't fainting anymore when she's close by the Marshall. And that means she'll be free to stick close by the Marshall for a spell. So? Have you been decided on the next building in town to be putting on our show? Hmm. I think maybe right here. This chicken shack looks like it'll fit the bill. We'll get somebody to haul out the chickens and eggs, and then we'll move in our actors and costumes and such. Now, what you reckon's gonna be happening, Colonel, when that there professor feller sets up his dang stage lighting and dynamite again? This old building will explode again like the other two. Hold on to your Appaloosas, Doc. Are you thinking... You bet your buffalo hide. First... We get Ruby Buckaroo into this here hen house. Then I produce this little red flower from the vest pocket and she faints dead away. And then we stow her in the back into this here little closet. After that, we wait for the professor to do our work for us by a blowing up this here building. Uh-huh, and then we discover what's left of the bandit queen of the cowboys and collect the reward. Why don't you find her and give her a story, Colonel? Get her in this here chicken shack. I'll be waiting for her with La Fleur Rouge Sommeil to knock her all to blazes. Your little red sleeping flower is sure coming in handy. They's a wanting her brought in dead or alive. Glad to bly. Ruby Buckaroo will be deader than a tent pig. You mean a handful of blown-up splinters that used to be a tent pig? (laughs) (laughs) Now that I am vertical and on my feet once more, Miss Buckaroo, I have a rather pointed question for you. And it concerns your close proximity to me, and you're not fainting dead away this time. Well, ain't that slick as a whistle. You're right as rhubarb, Marshal. So, perhaps we could, um, 
might be able to resume the rather unlikely affiliation, association, rapport between an upstanding model of a law-abiding marshal and a, um, bandit queen of the cowboys. I ain't a-ruling it out, Marshal Brown. For now, anyways. I suppose, under the circumstances, that's semi-reassuring. Ah, it appears my fellow show folk and the citizens of Pencil Point are re-emerging from their places of hiding after our false earthquaking panic. Fellow entertainers, I am pleased and honored to introduce you to my, um, felonious colleague, Ruby Buckaroo. Miss Buckaroo, this is... Howdy, Cody. Hello, Ruby. And you can rest assured that Marshall Brown and I are merely friends. Just friends. Mighty glad to hear it, Cody. Um, that's right. You are already acquainted with the Canadian Canary. Well then, Miss Buckaroo, may I introduce you to... Howdy, Miss Charlotte. Howdy, Miss Lettuce. Howdy, Miss Ruby. Apparently, you have also met our dancers, Charlotte Roos and Lettuce Romaine, somewhere along... How's your dancing business commencing, ladies? Still rehearsing my triple and a half kick, Miss Ruby. You done kicked the marshal in the jaw, okay, Charlotte? Uh, yes, she did indeed. I, uh... I cannot introduce these two gentlemen to you, Miss Buckaroo, since they have just arrived in town Marshall and Brown, I... them two brothers is the Grumleys. These acrobat actors. This here's Ritz and this one is Fritz. Fellers, I plumb please like to introduce you to Marshall Shiloh Brown. You're introducing me? It is my pleasure to meet you, Mr. Marshall Brown. And your pleasure, Rose. Ladies and gents of the blistering bucket, highly first-rate traveling theatricals, Sure. Doc Blister and I located a um, third building to present our performance in. Where, Colonel Bucket, might that be? That sort of crumbly wooden shed over yonder, Mrs. Sneef. That would be the General Wilfred Cackleberry Memorial Chicken Shack. Right you are, Mrs. Sneef. If you can rustle up some townsfolk, we can empty it out and move in our performers and paraphernalia. Howdy, Colonel Bucket. Remember me? Why, Lordy B, if it ain't Ruby Buckaroo. Of course I remember you. How are you feeling, Miss Buckaroo? That's sort of what I'm aiming to be finding out from you and the dog. Well, now, don't that beat a bag of nails. It's funny that you should mention old Doc Blister. Yep. Plenty funny, Colonel. He's busy scouting out the chicken shack. But he's been wanting to see you. To, um, observe you after your, uh, attack of hoofbeats in your eyes. Isn't it miraculous, Colonel Bucket? I suspect Miss Buckaroo and I are cured. As you may clearly perceive, she is standing in close proximity to me and does not seem to be entertaining any desire to collapse in a heap into the street. Right, right, Marshal. That's why Doc Blister wants to um, examine Miss Buckaroo. And I'd be wanting him to examine how in tarnation I done got me hogtied to my horse. Oh, goodness, you were. Well then, please follow me to the chicken shack, Miss Buckaroo. 
the dock will get to the bottom of it. I'm thinking you and the dock are the bottom of it. Fine. Got me my snakeskin lariat for insurance. Let's get a move on to that there shack. Pronto. Well, fellow entertainers, as Colonel Bucket and Dr. Blister will be occupied with Miss Ruby Buckaroo for a while, I will assume the leadership role of this troupe, as I am the only member of the theatrical company who is also a federal marshal. As you can see by my brass badge. Then you will tell us what to do next, Mr. Marshal Brown. And then when you tell us, we will be told. I suggest we resume our rehearsal that was interrupted by the fictitious earthquake. And until the General Wilfred Cackleberry Memorial Chicken Shack is made presentable for our histrionic endeavors, we shall continue our performing preparations out here in the streets of Pencil Point. Well there, Marshal Brown, Lettuce and me, we done a passel of dancing for sure already before the earthquake. Yes, sir, Charlotte. Let's get to hear from somebody else. An excellent recommendation has been submitted by the dance team of Roos and Romaine. Therefore, I propose that I recite some verses that I memorized from the ancient Greek poet Achilles' heel when I was a young sprout. <clears throat> I, Democritus Humongous, tremble not uh, at the... Oh, a thinking, more in the line of some singing from Cody Kayafi, the Canadian Canary. Oh, I am honored. And so, Marshall Brown, as my friend, what song would you suggest that I sing? Why, none other than the tune you elevated to great fame through the length and breadth of Canada, and points even further north and over the top of the world and down the other side. Please sing, Lock Not Your Porthole, Priscilla. And so I shall. Young man and his sweetheart went sailing aboard a boat. She brought a coat. Then a strong sea breeze began to float. Her petticoat, he grinned. She blushed away. She rushed, don't run away, she heard him say. He gently put his arm around her, his whispered heartfelt apologies set her at ease. She smoothed her skirts down, but another breeze exposed her knees. He laughed, she snapped, his face she slapped. Into her room she ran to fume, he knocked and he cried. Lock not your porthole, Priscilla. Come join in a short stroll, Priscilla. We'll roam the deck and we'll kiss and flirt. And I won't mention your skirt. No way, please don't turn that latch key. Lock not your porthole, Priscilla. My tears fill a quart bowl, Priscilla. How can I tell you how sorry that I feel? You have a foot of solid steel. Please open up your porthole, 
Howdy, Miss Ruby Buckaroo. Howdy, Doc Mister. Don't she look all glowing and healthy, Doc? Bless my soul, Colonel, so she sure do. Why, hang it all, last time we done seen you... Last time you done seen me, I was roped to my horse and shooed out a pencil point. Them sort of goings on ain't to my liking none, gents. And I sure ain't a-trusting you fellers any too much, neither. Wait one minute. You're not saying the Doc and I... I am a-saying... Now, now, no need to be put out about nothing, Miss Buckaroo. Remember, me and the Colonel was there for you when you fell down. The only thing was there for me when I done fell down was the dang road. And I'm a-figuring it ain't no hoofbeats in my heart that's a-causing the fallen neither. Be reasonable, Miss Buckaroo. I don't cotton under buckling under to your fancy Dan talk, you couple of mangy polecats. What I can't figure out is why you're trying to get rid of me. Miss Buckaroo, all I want to do is... Stop right there, Doc. That was my snakeskin lariat a-talking to you, Doc. She was saying to get your paw out of your vest pocket. What's a-worrying you, Miss Buckaroo? Nobody pulls a shooting iron on Ruby Buckaroo. Nobody. Oh, Miss Buckaroo, shame on you. I ain't got me no firearms in my jacket. Take a look-see at what you done snapped out of my hand. Well, don't that deal my pickle. Ain't no pistol, no sir. It's a a little red flower. A little red. A little. I'm a getting real uh, sleepy. Uh. Oh, that was close, Doc. Quick, Colonel, fasten her up real tight, like with her snakeskin lariat, and we'll plunk her into the closet. I'm already working on it. What is that you're uh, doing, Doc? Oh, just writing me a sign on this here closet door. That ought to do it. Keep this here closet door closed. Just making for certain that when they're swabbing out this chicken shack for our show, they'll keep their dang mitts off in this closet. All trussed up, Doc. Give me an hand. One, two, three. <sighs> Let's stand her up in the closet. Hold her up there so I can shut the door on her. Soon, that plum crazy professor will blow up this chicken shed all to flinders. Yep, and then it's howdy reward money. And adios, Ruby Buckaroo. Listen for episode eight, A Wish for Mr. Pettypot. Hoofbeats in My Heart for a Third Time was written, composed, and directed by George Zarr and starred Marcy Mencotti, Edwin Wald, Noel Dupuis, David Elliott, and North Pomewood, and featured Anna Maria Alvarez, Joe Kurt, Nico Gerentis, John Lee, K.J. Matheson, Isabel Quintero, Barbara Rosenblatt, Ed Rutherford, Frank Stacio, and Kevin Tice. Musical direction, Twitchell Pond and his Wild West Vaqueros. Recording engineers Dave Langley and Haley Blomquist. Hoofbeats in My Heart for a Third Time was produced by Granville North Sheridan and Marcella Bernard for Headstall, Sir Single, and Cinch Productions.